Welcome to the Social Complex Podcast, where we are diving into the complex impact and influence of social media on brands, brains, and the bigger picture of our modern world. Here's your host, Hillary Applegate. Welcome back to another episode of the Social Complex Podcast. I am your host, Hillary Applegate, and I'm so happy to have you here today. We're going to be chatting about something that A lot of brands tend to overlook, especially in the phase of figuring out if they want to even invest in a social media presence. Because let's be honest, it's not always the top of the food chain of priority for organizations that are focused on scaling in other ways or downsizing. There can always be bigger fish to fry than if a brand is on social media or not. However, even if you are not on social media, your customer is. And let's face it, customer service is always important. There's nothing more rewarding than a pleasant conversation with a customer service rep that turns a wrong into a right. And there is nothing more frustrating than a long wait for a response or getting ghosted by a company or having zero resolution. There's a lot in the ecosystem of customer service that can make or break loyalty. I'll tell you about my own experience with social media customer service. I got married last year and my husband and I had planned our honeymoon through Chase Travel because we had all these points that we wanted to use and just thought it would be a better way for us to select our honeymoon setup. And three weeks before we were supposed to leave for our honeymoon, I had found out that the hotel that we had booked that was in the Caribbean was closed and that they had been closed since January of that year. So it had been four months of them being closed and we had never heard from Chase about it. So I reached out to Chase to let them know that, hey, (laughs) what are we doing? What's going on? And they didn't respond to me for two days. And then they sent out a generic message saying that the hotel had been closed and that we needed to find other accommodations, which they didn't even acknowledge that I had reached out. So all this to say, (laughs) we ended up going on, I think it took us nine days to resolve and they weren't going to help us find a new place. They were trying to give us less of accommodation, um, not as nice of an accommodation. And it was, you know, two weeks before our wedding. So I was calm, cool, and collected. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not, not at all. But what ended up actually helping us was when I had gone into a Facebook group for, uh, what's his name? The points guy. The points guy has a travel credit group that is really helpful when it comes to travel tips, recommendations, connections. So I posted our story in there and just said, hey, has anybody had experience working with Chase travel side successfully? Because we're having a really hard time. And they recommended that I reach out on Twitter. So I did. I reached out to Chase on Twitter and I explained the situation in 
significantly less characters than uh, I had over the last week and a half. And their Twitter team immediately got back to me, escalated the situation, and it was resolved within 24 hours after I'd been dealing with it for a week already. So that goes to show the incredible power that social media has. And to Chase's credit, their social media team did a fabulous job where their traditional avenue of customer service really fell short. And spoiler, we had a great honeymoon. Everything was fine. But that left a bad taste in my mouth. And thankfully, the Twitter team for Chase did end up redeeming that situation. And that comes back to not just large-scale brands like Chase, but also smaller brands as well. Your customers are always going to be talking about you, whether it is face-to-face with their friends, in their social circles, or even online. And if you're not there to intercept and to potentially change a negative narrative about your brand, then you're losing out on an opportunity to own that conversation and own what people are perceiving your brand to be. And you think about other brands that really fell short, like United. United burned me. Back in 2013 with a bad customer service experience, I have not forgotten it. And I still, to this day, refuse to fly United. But there are really great organizations out there that are producing really great customer engagement, like Dutch Bros. I don't know if you've ever heard of them, but it is a coffee chain that is located in the Sun Belt. And everyone is so friendly, like so friendly, so chatty. And Some people might not like that necessarily, but they do seem to genuinely care and engage with their customers. And one time they messed up an order that I had and it was fixed within less than a minute. It was incredible. And they were apologetic. They were on the ball and they fixed it. So there are companies out there that we can learn from as far as how they're responding and engaging with customers, and how we can translate that to the social space. So what can we do to infuse that better customer care into our social media approach? Let's go back to the basics and pull out the lessons. Number one, showing humanity. There's more awareness today than there has been historically about the fact that behind every brand page, there is a community manager that is going to be seeing and responding to inbound messages. So the more that you can do to personalize your message back, the more that you can do to interact and engage with the customer on the level of communication that they're talking in, whether that is they're being a little bit more chatty, they have emojis, they're using expression, that can be really helpful to mirror back so that they know that they're being heard and understood and ultimately that you're taking care of it. Number two is transparency. Something that can be really beneficial, especially if you have a ticketing system within you know, your escalation process. If, if something does come in, you fill out a ticket, it gets escalated to the right person in the right department to be able to take care of it. The transparency that you can give back to the customer rather than a blanket, we'll get back to you when we get back to you, but saying we've submitted a ticket, 
Generally, it takes up to 48 hours for us to hear back or however long it's going to be. We will get back to you and reach out to you regardless within, you know, 24 hours just to check in, let you know, yada, yada, yada. That level of transparency and setting expectations for communication can really bring calm and ease to a customer that might be experiencing something negative. Number three would be to take it to the DMs. So if you're noticing something is happening publicly and people are talking negatively or posting negatively about your brand or your product or your service, you can actually reach out to them and say, hey, would love to learn more about this so that we can take care of it and address it correctly. Please send us a DM with more information. That way you open up a conversation that is in a little bit more of a protected environment. Not to say they can always screenshot that conversation. So you can't, you know, all of a sudden turn into an evil person in the DMs, but that does mitigate some of that pressure that brands can feel when there is that public facing issue. And then also it can avoid any type of mob mentality coming and, you know, attacking the brand. And it just allows for more productive results to happen. Tip number four is to be ahead of the curve when it comes to potential issues. So if you have a service or a software that is down or experiencing delays or any type of bug, the quicker that you can be the first person to say something, the better. Because when something is wonky or it's not working, the first place that users are going to go are to your website or your social media channels generally Twitter. So that's a really great way for you to be able to help level set expectations and get something out there, even if it's not complete, even if you don't have a full timeline. Again, going back to transparency, the more that you can do to level set expectations, the better off you'll be and happier your consumers will be, even if there is an interruption in their service. And the final tip is to make sure that you have consistent voice from your public social media content into your customer service. That's not to say that if you have more of a quirky brand personality publicly that you should be, you know, necessarily quirky in your DM messages or your private messages about more serious topics, but it does mean that you want to infuse more of that human personality into the mix so that it does feel consistent, it does feel cohesive and they do understand that they're talking to, you know, the same organization. But all in all, if you are willing and able to respond to all of the questions that you're getting in from your customers and you're able to talk about issues that they're having and help them solve problems, you're going to not just completely redeem yourself in the event that you're up the creek without a paddle, but you're also going to build brand loyalty. There is a statistic that says that 47% of consumers in the U.S. have a more favorable view of brands that respond to customer questions or complaints on social media. So sometimes we have a tendency to veer away or steer away from conflict. With social media, it's so helpful to lean into it and solve it and be a problem solver because that's what's going to drive awareness and excitement around your organization. And a final thought, 
If you are curious about how your customers are perceiving the level of care that they're getting in their customer service, you can also adopt the sending a survey and getting their feedback and seeing what went well, what could they improve on, how would they rank the service. That is another traditional technique that's used in customer service teams that you can also apply to your DMs in order to gain really strong insight about the customer care model there. If you're a larger team and you do have a customer service team, you guys should be butt buddies, best friends. That is the bread and butter of really creating a robust customer advocacy program on social media. So make sure that you have really great communication. You have a solidified process as far as escalations go and also how to hand off information in a way that is efficient and effective for everybody, whether that is you are driving customers with inbound inquiries to a separate site that goes directly to the customer service team, or whether you are intaking through direct messages and then actually sending it off to said customer service team. And if you are a smaller, more lean team, making sure that you also do have a escalation process, it might not go to a customer service representative, but possibly it'll go to an account manager. Know who on the team you need to be communicating with in order to get the best results. And if you are wanting to be more involved in your customer service success and you have social media managers or a social media team that is running it, make sure you're asking them the questions about what is their contingency plan in the event that we do have a negative inquiry or a negative message. Do they know how to handle it? Do they know how to escalate it? And also, do they know the threshold for escalations? Because there are a certain number of, you know, quote unquote, negative messages that a brand can handle and not have to escalate it to not clog up the pipeline. But knowing and understanding and being really clear about that threshold can relieve any questions or tensions that might arise in the future and make sure that your brand is protected. So in the spirit of education, let's explore a case study. One that you might even remember. Uh, Does Cinnamon Toast Crunch ring a bell? So back in 2021, Jensen Karp, who is a podcast host and husband of Boy Meets World star Daniel Fischel, who played Topanga Lawrence, tweeted that he found two sugar-coated shrimp tails mixed in with his cinnamon toast crunch cereal and had photo proof uh, along with it. So he tweeted at cinnamon toast crunch and asked, why are there shrimp tails in my cereal? To which they responded a pretty decent message. They said, we're sorry to see what you found. We would like to report this to our quality team and replace the box. Can you please send us a DM to collect more details? Thanks. So again, going back to the DMs, taking it to DMs, yada, yada, yada. But because this was a more public figure tweeting, uh, the tweet did get a little bit more traction. So you imagine that the Cinnamon Toast Crunch team was aware of it. They knew it was happening and it was getting escalated to management. So... They allegedly DM'd back and forth a few things and (laughs) Cinnamon Toast Crunch decided that they were going to take a public stance. 
And they said, in response to the tweet, after further investigation with our team that closely examined the image, it appears to be an accumulation of the cinnamon sugar that sometimes can occur when ingredients aren't thoroughly blended. We assure you that there's no possibility of cross-contamination with shrimp, end quote. So essentially, they decided to take a very firm stance publicly that said that they were not shrimp tails. And that escalated and turned into a carp responding with closer pictures of the shrimp tails, which are very clearly shrimp tails, and accompanied it with the message that says, okay, well, after further investigation with my eyes, these are cinnamon-coated shrimp tails, you weirdos. I wasn't all that mad until you tried to gaslight me. And then... It just went downhill from there. And instead of the issue being around whether this man was going to be receiving a new box and taken care of, it then turned into an entire campaign and witch hunt from the Twitter universe about how Cinnamon Toast Crunch was trying to blatantly BS the world that the (laughs) items in the picture were shrimp tails. And then Damage Control took over. Cinnamon Toast Crunch in the DMs tried to offer vouchers for more cereal, to which they got a no (laughs) from Jensen. And it just took off from there. Memes were made. Jokes were had. Everybody and their mother heard about it. It just took over mainstream media. And from there, it continued to just take wild turns. There were more issues with the bag, other items found, seemingly possibly rat infestation. It just it did get disgusting. But all of that could have been avoided at that pinnacle moment where they decided to go public and completely say that what everybody was seeing was a lie. <laughs> so the final takeaway is that the customer is always right. And that's a common expression in customer service. But no matter what, the customer feels a certain way. It's not your job to get to the bottom of the truth. It's not your job to be the absolute right master in all of the world. The job is to make the customer happy and leave them with a positive experience. So mitigating that conversation in the first place and keeping it to the DMs could have saved Cinnamon Toast Crunch a lot of bad press, worse things coming out. I mean, it just could have helped the cause had they taken a different approach. With that case study in mind, go forth into your day thinking about how you are showing up for your customers online. What can you do to improve their experience and how can you continue to turn them into advocates for your organization? And if you're not really thinking about it or you're not exploring what is being said about the organization on social media or online, I would definitely encourage you to check out some listening platforms, look into some social media networks. Um, And if you are a small business owner and you can't remove yourself from taking things personally, 
this would be an area that's worth outsourcing to someone else to monitor. So whether that is hiring a community manager, hiring an agency, whatever it may be, that can be really helpful so that you're not having to deal with the emotional turmoil of negative reviews. Because when you're a small business owner or you're a founder or you're you know, leading the ship, it can be really difficult to hear negative things and it can lead you to be defensive, which is, again, back to the case study, the last thing that we want. But I hope that this was informative and helpful. And if you have any funny stories about customer service fallouts or flakes, flukes, flops, send them in a DM at your social HQ or www.yoursocialhq.com. Would love to hear from you and I'll see you back here next week. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Social Complex Podcast. Your support means the world to me. So if you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, be sure to leave a five-star rating and subscribe to our show. We'll be releasing a new episode every Tuesday, bringing you various stories, deep dives, and discussions around the complexities of social media in our modern world. To follow along for more, be sure to follow us at Your Social HQ on Instagram or check out Social HQ at www.yoursocialhq.com. I'm your host, Hillary Applegate, and I'll see you back here next week. Stay sane out there.